Actually, those are the only two things I hear. Maybe, maybe in hindsight, when I created the name, that probably wasn't a good idea. That's copyright song. <laughs> oh yeah, we put it. We put we put that song at the end of his episode on YouTube. Automatically got copyright. Yeah, <laughs> didn't I tell that's you true. That? Yeah, no, I knew. I kept telling I know, you, hey, but... Austin, if you put copyright songs in the beginning of any of your videos, guess what? It's gonna get copyrighted. And you're like, no, I didn't say that. I just said we're so small it doesn't even matter. We're not gonna make money off of ads, anyways. Anyways, welcome back to the Talkie Walk Podcast. I'm your host Austin Lipton. That's how we're starting. And with my, with me as always are my two co-hosts, Noah Wilburn. What's up? My name is George. All right, and wow, that's the first time you haven't done something weird. I feel like I have to comment on that. <laughs> like I'm telling you, man. If you go, no, it's actually it's actually very true. If you I was go back to the episodes, episodes every yeah. time I introduce you guys, you always do something weird. That was the first time you like I could have just gone straight into everything, but I feel like I had to point that out. <laughs> I am so incredibly exhausted. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I actually feel very refreshed. Good. You can carry this one. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, today we're sitting here with Azazus, who is a local, and I'm making sure I said that right, man. Azazus? Yeah. You got it right. Okay. Cool. One of the first few to have got it right the first time. So really? I yeah, yeah. I know I didn't. <laughs> here we go. So today we're sitting down with Azazus. You're actually our second musical guest that we've had here on the podcast. One of the first ones we had was a younger guy named GB Zizzy. Um, mm. He talked about the younger community and everybody coming up through that. How old are you? I'm 26. You're 26. So yeah. you've been definitely, I mean, I don't know when you started, but it kind of from everything that I was able to see online, you've been doing this quite a while longer. Yeah. Yeah. How long? I've been doing this since sixth grade. So I'm 26. You guys do the math. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you do the yeah, math. Yeah. 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 Oh, I was like, I thought you had a concern. <laughs> I didn't know you were trying to add. How many, how many years is that? That's like, uh, it's a while. Anyways, man, I'm glad that we were able to get you in here because I don't know that much about you, but I know that you made connections through us from Noah. So I'm going to go ahead and let Noah take it away from here, man, because I'd love to talk to you. But he, he What knows else little, is new? He knows a little bit more. Okay, let's get it then, Noah. Let's yeah. get it. I mean, what's up, man? Um, no. <laughs> I just can't. I can't get over that. You're like, every time you're like, yeah, you make connections through Noah. It's no, like, that's not every duh. single episode. No, that's not <laughs> every single episode. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, me, me and Azazes first met. Um, because I had approached him to be on this thing called Movement. Yeah. And, um, What's that, Noah? Nah, we don't need Movement to watches? Anyways. So, <laughs> um, no, but uh, I have this I have this idea for, like, musicians and whatnot to put them on. Basically do what we're doing here, just strictly for musicians. Mm. And um, so I had approached him, and I... Uh, how did I hear about you? I heard about you through... I think though I meet your friend Ricky, Snapchat maybe. Uh, him, but um, there's a professor at Santa Fe. Oh, that's that's the first time I like heard professor your name. Professor Marrero. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say her name, so I'm not gonna even try. Yeah. But um, yeah. no, no, no. So yeah, I had heard your name. So I was like, Jesus. And at that time, like the idea was still formulating in my head. So I'm like, you know, all right, you know, whatever. Like, maybe this guy's legit or whatever. She showed you showed us one of your music videos or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, it's, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, whatever. And um. But man, as time grew on, as like you know, as I got to know you a little more, I was like, man, this guy's this guy's the real deal, you know. And then I, I guess you just you know a lot of people that I know. I've yeah. been finding out, so. <laughs> yeah. But um, Azazus, like the name. I remember I asked you this before, but yeah. you want to explain? Azazus. Uh, long story short, I was distributing music two to three years ago, 
got a copyright claim, found out there was a rock band that had like my government name because I was going by Dennis Lee at the time, which is my real name. And um, Apple Music told me that they were giving me 24 hours to change my name. So I went to a weird place to look for a musician name. I went to the Bible and I took uh, the Archangel Azazel and I took the name Jesus and fused them together and then Azazel. Did so. you did you happen to go to the Bible because that was kind of like a dark time for you realizing that and going through that or, uh, or just because you're religious at heart? I'm religious at heart and I wanted a name that represented mankind and my interpretation of mankind, Azazel being like, you know, when we're born, we don't really know like the difference from right and wrong. We're kind of born ignorant, which is where Azazel comes from, the archangel. And I put Jesus at that towards the end of the name is Jesus because I felt like, you know, the older we get, the more we uh, mature, we start to decipher what's good and what's uh, bad. And then, you know, it's up to us to make that choice, whether we want to do good or bad. So, yeah. How many people would you say know what your name came from? Like when well, they hear your name. Like, I'll say about me. like 35 right now. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not many people, man. Like Really? There's only been a handful of people that have like guessed that my name has come from like religious uh I sources had, when so. i when i heard your name the first thought that went in my head i didn't know it'd be from the bible but there was something in my head where it was like something just rings about it where i'm like it kind of just sounds like i've heard it before but then that makes a lot more sense so you're talking with the archangel um that's that's incredibly uh refreshing to hear that somebody talk yeah. about their name or kind of what they put out there and for it to have that kind of a deep meaning i mean that's got to not just talk through you as a person and represent who you are to people that listen to you but also your music yeah yeah. Was that a question? My bad. I spaced out, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend no. to do that a lot with him, too, honestly. He talks about a lot of things in a short amount of time. I'm just like, yo, what? Got to fit it in, man. No, it was more of a statement yeah. of me just okay. saying that. Okay, rhetorical. The common yeah. theme that I see between a lot, you know, you're only the second musical guest we've had on, but the yeah, common yeah. theme with you and our other guests is that when I ask them about their name, there's always this deeper meaning. It's not something they were just like, oh, there's a trend of people being named Lil, and we just kind of went yeah. with that, you oh, know man. what I mean? Little potato chip, <laughs> you know, little super soaker. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. It's uh, it's different for sure. But dude, what is so? You've been doing this in sixth grade. Have you always lived here in Gainesville? No, I'm from Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what 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 got you here? Uh, life decisions. I, I, I ain't gonna go too deep into it on the podcast, but just no, that's okay. It, it it was for the better turn to yeah change state. So did that help your music at all? Or yeah, yeah. Cause like I'm from like a hole in the wall city anyways, ain't no music scene. So like I was already like on the radio and stuff back home, but I didn't start doing like bigger shows and music festivals talking came to Florida. So yeah. You were on the radio. Yeah. Why? How? When? Uh from twenty eleven through two thousand and fifteen, ninety three Bell X. Um we happen to have ties, me and my cousins, we happen to have ties to, like, uh, the indie radio personality at 93 Bell X at the time. And so she was just pitting different people on, like, every uh, Friday through Sunday, taking all the independent artists and just, like, pitting their stuff in main rotation. So, Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I know about it, but do we have something like that here? Magic, but it's kind of, we ain't going to go to that. I don't know, because <laughs> the, the, the radio heads... The radio OGs, whatever, because I tried applying to different um, to different radio stations and whatnot, and I was kind of like, you know, talking to a bunch of people, and then it's a whole different world in the radio scene. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah, I'm bad mouthing them. I really don't care. To be honest, I'll it's, say because I've got no relation to radio. It's filled with a bunch of ignorant people that don't want to get with the future. 
if pretty much yeah so it's, yeah it's pretty no, much what's happening yeah right it's, it's true and i mean there's there's nice I, I met a couple of nice people uh eric jewel shout out to him um but oh man i don't even want, i'm a little salty i'm not gonna lie just about radios radio is such a concrete thing when you think about america you know, you think about America, mm. the, the music scene, how music was founded. If you wanted to find new music, that would be a great way to do it. If you're talking about like 50 to 30 years ago, yeah. nowadays, the only way that you're going to hear new music is if you open up SoundCloud, you go into Spotify, or if you go to a show. So mm. to me, the internet is the only key way to do that. And with radio, there are too many people in radio that don't want to make that transition. Yeah. You know, And you do see radio stations that are strong and they're thriving because they do have a subset where they choose to do a podcast or they choose to get involved with the community. That can work, but radio itself is... It does work. Yeah, That's why radio is here is definitely still relevant, I would imagine. I mean, yeah. they, they have a very... The radio scene... I don't want to talk too much about this, but like the radio scene has a very powerful role in the Gainesville area. I know this because... Because Gainesville is so small. Well smallish but it's growing but it still has a powerful because it's just like the people it's all about who you know that's yeah, really what it is pretty much you know i, I guess i gotta ask too that kind of like leads up to my next question but like who do you know how do you like what are you doing to further advance yourself like your career pretty much contacting a shitload of a and r's every night what is a and r what is a and r is a uh, artist and relations uh basically a support of I don't want to say label because they're not always dealing with labels, but basically, long story short, they're like the scout. Like, they're the undercover music scout that listens to everybody, uh, goes to different shows, watching different people, and trying to find, like, the next big thing. And they're the middleman to connect that artist between whatever contract and label it may be. So, You know, it's funny. I, don't, I feel like I've talked to a lot of musicians in my lifetime, and I'm only 20. Mm. I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about the A&R. A&R yeah. I don't think a lot of people know what that means. To be real with you, a lot of people don't even know about it or how to even get in contact with one. That's why they don't talk about it. How do you get in contact? A lot of research. Like, me, myself, like, I stay up hours on end, like, when I should be asleep, mm -hmm. on different Twitter pages, different Instagram pages, right. or just on label sites, finding out, like, who the executives is and all these top people. And just taking my time to like see if they have social media or see if they got their email out there and just you know reaching out to them contacting a lot of artists don't do that because so, they don't think about it yeah so mm -hmm. basically just trying to get your hand into as many cookie jars as possible yeah pretty much yeah has one any, of them's bound to have a cookie well i mean how, has any of them like reached out has has there been any fruition Jeff from your Fixter work of warner brother records reached out 2015 and this is the irony of it. The same deal that he gave Lil Pump when Lil Pump was emerging was the same deal he was trying to offer me. But he kind of told me a little bit too much about what labels are looking at now. Um, you know, back when radio was still a thing before social media blew up, mm -hmm. they were willing to, you know, pick up any old, you know, Joe Schmo if they had talent and use their money to blow that artist up. But now since social media is a thing, he basically told me so many words labels are only interested in getting people that's already like viral like they don't want you if yeah they look no, on your instagram yeah. and twitter you know you ain't got like fifty thousand followers or something they don't want you even if you sound good even so, so you're saying like even if you don't have fifty thousand followers or whatever if you don't have fifty thousand followers then they don't want you yeah because you don't have a big enough audience yeah like they straight up came out of his mouth on the phone with me so what you're saying is social media marketing for yourself is the key thing. It's where it's at right now. It's where it's at. Yeah. Right now hmm. specifically, yeah. Interesting. Like, prime example, if we're, we're talking about locally right here, 
Supreme Patty. Dude yeah. blew up off of getting viral doing like little social media stunts. His he wasn't even making like music directly at the time, you know what no, I mean? He was like doing he like was pranks just, and yeah. weird videos, just blowing up because he would exactly. do dramatic things that no normal human. And he had like serious acne, didn't he? Yeah, like yeah. I have oh, I have no idea who you, you guys know, are talking you know, about. You know who Supreme Patty is? I guarantee you. The lemon and a lemon and a lime makes for a good time. Then squeezes the lemons in his eyes. What? Kid. Look him I, up. You you you. Yeah. Right. What are you saying? Supreme Patty. Supreme Patty, blonde kid, super bad acne, short, fat. Yeah. Actually, no. He got some surgery though. That's the thing. Yeah. He, but it, he was uh, either way. <laughs> yeah. He was going over to Santa Fe, same school that we were going at, and like dropped out and shit. Cause like he was getting like so many big numbers and like once he hit like a million followers, like, and artists and labels started reaching out to that man. What? Wow. And that's why and that, he came that's up. the type of shit that I'm talking about. Like if you got like a strong social media presence, even if it's not music, you can monetize that shit if you know what you're doing. It's true. So you yeah. know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a musician, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to come from a negative headspace of saying this, so just hear me out. Yeah. But it almost kind of feels like these people are almost, and this again, this is a super negative way to think about it. I'm just saying hypothetically, mm -hmm. it almost kind of feels like they're just taking food out of other good artists' mouths, if Pretty that much. makes sense. Because you see people that are YouTubers doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. We have some people that put out these parody or you know diss tracks. Those are mostly for entertainment or just because they're trying to have a good time. Right. Then you have people on YouTube that are actually trying to make musical careers for their audience out of what they do. Mm. And it's some of the worst music possible. But because of their audience being so young, they think that that's what's happening. They think that that's what's on fire right now. Yeah. And so then that carries over as they get older and then that affects the younger kids. So I feel like progressively, unless better artists are there to keep good music around, you're gonna keep having a degradation of hip hop. You're gonna keep having a degradation of music in these communities if you don't have people to keep getting out the word kind of like what you're doing right now. Yeah. You're talking about the fact that as long as you're viral, you can get a career. To me, that's mind blowing. It is. To the, to the <laughs> fact that if, if we put out enough content on this podcast and somehow we got good enough, the fact that me, George, or Noah could do something with no musical talent and still make millions of dollars. Speak for yourself. I have musical talent. <laughs> Please. Dude, I, I can uh, I can bring up a, a video clip of... Uh... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, but... But, I mean, how does that, like, to me, again, I'm not a musician. You are. How yeah. does that make you feel? To be honest, like, cold cut, like, raw, bro... I be up stressing and pissed about this shit. Yeah. Because, like, it's just, like, you know, I'm busting my ass every day, like, ever since, like, a teenager mm -hmm. to, like, try to turn this into a career. And, like, mind you, like, when I started, I started in an era where you actually had to have talent to, like, get signed. And that made you work, I'm guessing, even harder yeah. to make it. Yeah. And now it's just, like, you know, mind you, I get it. It's entertainment. Like, if you can entertain somebody, you can have some type of career, which is why, you know, a lot of these parody people – not just like in music, but parody anything they're blowing up and monetizing stuff is because they are entertaining some type of social group out there. I get it. And it just sucks because then you got like artists that are serious about it and it kind of contradicts the craft because it's just like, it's almost like if you're serious, you're not going to go anywhere because the fact you're serious. And then like, if you could just be such funny. Yeah. 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 Such a yeah. mind trip. No I've, de no, I've definitely noticed it. Like people, people that, like artists that people can't take seriously, mm. like a bunch of the littles, the littles, like no one, no one takes them seriously, and they're hilarious with their music videos and their songs are just Bro, ridiculous. Who, who, they explode, yeah. literally get millions of views on videos that they post on YouTube. Their social media accounts explode. So like, I I, I totally understand that. Uh, who's like, the kid? Who's the kid? Who, the yodeling kid? No, the, <laughs> the the guy who like. 
Like, you know what I'm talking about? The freaking JJ Ice JJ Ice Fish. The fact that you were able to pick up on what that was, I would have never have guessed it. My bad, audience, but like. Yeah, but him. You're yeah, talking about prime. the bug eyed dude. Yes. Bro, prime. Oh, jeez. Prime example of an artist. Not even an artist, man. Like a freaking. <laughs> With just zero, zero talent. talent. Yeah. But I think that was the whole point of it. And he, you know what's crazy? He was probably like super good too, but he was like. Man, I could get bigger off of some of my shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it exactly. Oh, man. that's. It's almost like you just got to be outrageous in everything you do if you want to be seen. And most people, and I'm guessing like yourself, aren't willing to stoop to that kind of level. You know, nah, you respect man. what you do. So, Yo, I, I actually have a story. Please. S- story time. Yeah. It has nothing to do with music, though. But it has to, the principle of stooping low in order to get what you want. Mm. I did, so, like, I was working for this job or whatever. I'm not going to name any names, but... Basically, uh, <laughs> no, but like I was working for this job and they were like, well, in order for us to, you know, like raise your pay, basically, you know, you got to go to this place and take this test and blah, blah, blah. And you got to act like you're stupid. You got to You got to You got to fail a ninth grade test because you got to show that you're like struggling or whatever mm-hmm. uh, educationally. And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> left. Yeah. Like, I, I actually I went to the place and I was like, because I'm thinking, OK. You know, like, maybe I just have to take some classes, whatever, and then, like, that'd be it. They're like, no, you got to take this test, and you, you got to take this test. And, like, they knew what I was doing because I was like, they're like, are you in school? I was like, no, not really, because I'm in summer and I'm not doing classes, so technically, no, I'm not in school. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, they were like, they were like, okay, bud. But um, they're like, take this test. I was like, so I have to fail this test in order to get this raise, pretty much. They're like, we didn't say that. And I'm like, okay, you technically did. So anyways... I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Not wanting to stoop low for any type of popularity wrong, or money or dollar sign. I did it three years ago just for the hell of it. Like I made a dumbass song called We Don't Love These Hoes. And like <laughs> we don't, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it was like an inside joke between me and my friends. And I was just like, you know what? Every show that I have after I make this song, I'm gonna perform it just to see the crowd's reaction compared to like my actual music. And so uh, Gator Stumping, if you guys know what that is, yeah, I was uh, on Gator Stumping 2015, and I was performing at Simon's, and the crowd literally had gave like no reaction to like the hip hop I was performing. I, I was I was like three songs in, and people were just standing there, and I was just like, you know what, like we we about to try this shit. Yeah. And so yeah. I put on We Don't Love These Hoes. Two sentences into the song, the whole club was going nuts. What? They were going fucking nuts. Yo, what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with all of you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Back yeah, to me. Wow. So what's to keep you, I mean, moral, <laughs> morals and ethics are a strong thing. But when money's involved, when you know that the chance of stardom is involved, what's to keep somebody from just throwing that out the window and being like, all right, this is what's going to make me? It depends on how bad they're struggling, to be honest with you. Like, it ain't no secret I talk about it like, and other, you know, podcasts, interviews, like, I've been homeless twice. And if I was still, like, at that level in my life, then maybe, you know, like, if I had the opportunity, like, a label could hit me up right now. It's just like, yo, we're looking for new artists. We heard you, but we need you to, like, rap gangster rap or some shit. And, like, we'll pay you. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I need it right then. Right. But I'm at the point now where, like, I ain't going to say, like, I'm fully financially stable. You know, I'm 26 years old. But I prefer to, like, rap about what I'm living. Yeah. Right now, and that's pretty much what I'm doing is just situational music. Like, if I live it, 
I'll, I'll talk about it. So right. Yeah. Well, there's too many. There's too many artists coming up with elaborate stories of the background for the music to just to give it reason. But I feel like mm. that's almost kind of like the best kind of music is the music that comes from the day to day, even if it's not interesting, even if it's not something that you hear that's going to go viral. True music that speaks from the heart is always going to resonate with your true audience that's there to actually be with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, to me, that's the fact that you're able to withhold to that shows that you're a step above the rest. It's just that you've got these other competing factors against you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Man, have you ever thought about your impact, though? Like, you know, put, put the, okay, money's important, yeah. But I look at this of what we're doing here, you know, putting people on like you, putting, was that English? That was English, right? Yeah, no, it makes sense. English. Okay. <laughs> Comprended. But, um, but no, but Peter, putting people on, you know, like just giving them somewhere to speak and whatever. Like, we're not big. You know, we're not making not money. Not by any means. No. You know, like we're not. But we, we do this because we love it. We do it because I'll get messages. I'll get people. I don't know if y'all know this, but like I get messages and I get people coming up to me, you know. Some of it's like, yo, talk about podcasts, huh? But some of it's like, yo, like I listen to this stuff and I like it. Like what y'all are saying is good content. You know, same thing with, I'm sure it's the same thing with you, right? I mean, have you ever thought mm. really about your impact and like where you're at now is where you're supposed to be? Me and my friends were just talking about this the other day. And when I say friends, I mean like my other musically inclined friends. Because like we were on the subject of A&Rs and labels just yesterday on the phone on a conference call. And we were saying, you know, like, if we would have had took some of these deals that were offered to us or were able to get to that point that they told us to get to, we probably would have got screwed over because it was just the fact that we wanted it right then and we didn't fully understand the legal side of things. Now we understand a lot more. So pretty much we would probably have a leverage over a contract or, you know, an entertainment agency hitting us up because we know what to do now. You can look at that and go, this isn't right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, in your experience, have you seen a lot of people fall for those types of things and you see them get yeah. absolutely just screwed over by it yeah yeah, yeah. there's been a few artists that have gotten signed and they got finessed out of like a 12-month contract and they didn't even get like any type of facetime or promo it was just the label signed them got the people that they knew probably wasn't fans of everybody else on the label and because that new artist is on that label now those particular fans is watching that artist is watching everybody else on the label dropped them the next year now they're back in their city again not doing shit so <laughs> i was about to say how many of those people bounce back yeah Jeez. not many that's yeah you're basically almost being used like a pawn so i i kind of no, not, not basically you are <laughs> you that's are the, that's yeah. the problem with like uh, with labels in general and um i heard i heard that thing by uh, chance the rapper mm. you know he was talking he was basically talking about the the you way it, it works, pretty much. Yeah. You know, I guess not the principle, but just like the the game that's played. And it's so, you know, it's, what's so crazy to me is that it's so out there, but people don't realize it because whatever things that people that people above them have to say, like Chance the Rapper, for example, they don't care because their situation and what they want in the moment trumps whatever 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 anybody else has to say. Yeah. I, I man, I like I find that so sad. Honestly, I don't know how, I don't know about you, but, you know, it's tough. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) You know? It is, man. You got it. You take it away. Oh, for real? Okay. Yeah, just go for it right now. It's a little wheezy. Mental health. (laughs) Anxiety. It's a little wheezy. So when you, let's talk about your first performance. Mm. Okay. So 
feelings. How did it feel? Do you remember? Feelings. Very first performance. Um, when was it, first off? This was still in sixth grade. Actually, how I got introduced into the music, uh, my cousin Joshua from back home in Alabama, his parents found out about a record label audition, ah, auditioning that was coming to our town in Foley. And so he wanted to audition because, you know, like he always did like love music stuff at home. He was young, he was scared. So he asked me and a whole bunch of neighborhood kids to like be his hype man. And so nice. we were basically his hype man and backup dancers while he was auditioning for the label. And I enjoyed the experience. So like I started dabbling with stuff on my own and fast forward, yeah. But it, oh. was, it was it was nerve wracking because I didn't know shit about music, bro. I ain't know nothing about music. Let's talk about your first, um, your first when was your first club performance? Mm, that was here in Gainesville. And it wasn't really, I, I wouldn't consider it a club, but uh, it was a place called The Jam, which is now torn down. I think University of Florida had bought it out. But uh, yeah, it, it was cool. It was uh, a venue that was like an inside stage and outside stage. I was on the inside stage. And it was just like a whole bunch of hippies there, if I can remember correctly. Cause like that was the hippie spot. Like they did like a whole bunch of drum circles and stuff like every evening after like the concerts. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How'd you feel when you did it? I mean, it was kind of cool though. Cause it's just like I performed and the people's just like, yeah, man, like I enjoyed that. And they just went outside and did like a little kumbaya around the fire <laughs> and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's like really, really mellow then. Yeah. Like not, it, not it was sweet. When was, I, um, I think when was like the first time that you were doing a performance or mm -hmm. maybe even, maybe not even that, maybe like a first time in your, like starting your career, what, like what was the first time where you thought where anxiety came in and, you know, you started like, if, if ever you started like second guessing things, like, was there ever a time where like you just second guessed like yeah. what you were doing? Middle school, not middle school, high school, actually freshman year. Um, people started talking around the school about like how I did music and word got back to our principal. And so uh, every year at my particular school, Foley uh, High School, they have Academy Day, which is like a big celebration for each new group of freshmen. And so the school asked me to perform for that. And so this was like the biggest crowd I performed in front wow. of like all the freshmen and like the rest yeah. of the school. And, and not only that, but also like it's your peers. Yeah. Too. So, so like, there's no running from that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy, man. I, I, was, I was scared as hell, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet. Uh, like, even, like, even, even in high school, being an actor, like... Oh, my God. You can, you can play a role as an actor, but, like, it was always so nerve-wracking to get up on stage and, Dog. like, I got to go to school with these people tomorrow. Yeah. Like, if I mess up, Dog. if I mess up, I will never hear the end of it. Never that's, hear. That is a terrifying thing, <laughs> especially in high school. Do you ever forget your lines? Oh, all the time. Oh my bro. <laughs> I'll never forget when I forgot my lines for that for that play. Oh I was like supposed to be the angry something. Do you know what I'm Take talking about? Take five. Bro, oh I my. remember that. I remember Dog. I was already missing a shoelace. Like I didn't know what was going on for my costume. <laughs> bro, I was up there and I was like uh, 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 uh. No, uh, oh, no, uh, man. Yikes. I don't I don't think that can ever compare to uh, one time at my high school, we had a night that was all about the actors that were in the acting class of the school mm. and the actors were, 
being enrolled into this program called the Thespian Society, this uh, nationwide thing, and whatever, look it up if you're really interested. Um, So it was a showcase of all of our skills and everything. So we would pick some monologues to do, and we would do the monologues one at a time. And it was just a fun little night where, you know, it was just a bunch of acting. And I had a monologue. The monologue was about a guy Mm. who was put up on stage and forgot his lines. And so he just starts spouting out nonsense. He starts starts going to Hamlet. He says the national anthem at one point. And and he's constantly yelling line over over his shoulder. And guess what happened as soon as I got up onto that stage? I forgot every single line. And you know what happened? I started crying damn and i ran off stage it was awful it was oh so that's that it hurt. was so bad it was a, so bad 110 percent honest i don't remember i'm forgetting my lines because i was like the best actor ever at the rock high school <laughs> yeah, that's not what i was gonna say whoa I was, okay buddy <laughs> I, was, I was gonna whoa. say Some i don't remember that ending that way really i thought you did it successfully no and i, I thought I you went like you went with it Oh my god. No, dude. Gosh. I flopped hard. Seriously? I flopped harder than I remember it incredibly wrong in my head. I don't know why. Maybe maybe I don't remember that, you running off a stage and crying. Maybe I just remembered differently. Maybe I the maybe I did it really well, but I just huh? my standards are <laughs> yeah. so high. I maybe, didn't remember it that way. Maybe it was just I hope, that bad. I hope everyone remembers it that way. I I I'm pretty sure a few uh of my old classmates watch this actually i've have i've had a yeah. few of them come up to me so maybe they can write mm. in the comments or something and tell me it's like no you really messed up Damn. but um, yeah that no i remember right. it very differently than you apparently <laughs> jeez oh Pete, i don't know why like you i i think it's kind of like you said it was just that bad i had to black out yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. yeah but Do you ever you ever have like a moment like that oh hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> best story yeah. go I need to hear this, man. What was like? What was like? If you're obviously comfortable, what was the worst one? No, he's fine. <laughs> worst one. He's fine. There's been so many. Like I don't. I don't even know, man. Like what's the worst one? If if we talking music, I don't remember which show. Actually, the recent Changeville festival that was here. Um, I was in the middle of my set, and it was a song that was me, mine, and Eggerbrands. And I had just announced him to come on stage and do this song. And um, I didn't know that I had exported out the wrong performance version of the song. So not only did, like, me and him forget half the song, like, right there on spot, it was the wrong version of the song. So the song was shorter than it should have been. And so, like, we both were kind of, like, holding the mics. Like, Homeboy went into his hook, and right after the hook, he forgot the rest of the song. (laughs) And we sitting here looking at each other like, Bro, like, this your part. And he's like, nah, bro, this your part. I'm like, bro, like, the festival is going on right now. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Everyone is watching us oh, right no. now. Yeah, man, so be uh, at what point do you just look at the audience and go, our bad. It's whatever. It's just like, walk off. Everyone, we're going to start over. <laughs> we're going to start over. They already knew what was up after he did the hook because he was just like, la da 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 Fuck. <laughs> like, I can't you not. This is literally what happened. He was just like, fuck, I forgot the lyrics. I'm like, bro, you didn't have to say that to the mic. Straight into <laughs> the <laughs> Jeez, okay. Did he, I, were, were they laughing or like, what was going Everybody on? Everybody was just like, okay, like. <laughs> this is the first? Yeah. yeah so. At least, at least in acting when you're up on stage, hopefully you have a bunch of actors to like, to be like, hey. <laughs> Does your line? It's yeah. Just, oh yeah. <laughs> like at yeah, least uh, people can cover oh, for you, man. but that's harsh. <laughs> that's harsh. But I mean, it's all love, though. It's all love.
And dude, we we make it's funny to talk about these stories that we kind of reflect on with a kind light, but there's yeah. things that we don't. I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of experiences where you've gone through that and it's had a big impact on your life, not just through your performance, but if, you know, I don't know how you feel about your own career not right now, but it's like mm. you said, you're in a place where you're happy with where you're at, but I'm sure that you want to go way beyond that. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like, I have to step back on that statement. It's not even that I'm happy where I'm at, because I'm damn sure not happy or satisfied, but I'm accepting this is where I'm at right now, because if I could be further, then I would be further. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. You get that idea awesome. in your head where you're like, Bless I've got to be... Hold on. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, what? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Anyways, um, I'm gonna start back over on that. My, my bad, yeah. man. Um, <laughs> that random bless you up there. I know. <laughs> yeah. a little sound effect. Um, God, what the hell? By the way, am I allowed to cuss on here? Oh yeah, dude. Okay. You're fine. No, you're fine. Bro, you're okay. Fine. What? Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Get out. Shut the <laughs> I like, but well, you know what's funny? I like how you ask 37 minutes yeah, in. Right. <laughs> hey, by the way, can I like curse on this? We get like, done, we, we wrap up. Hey, man, we can't release this. Yeah, <laughs> Multiple F bombs. That's funny. Nah, we block them out. It's not a big deal. No, I, I, I think what I'm trying to say with that is that even if you are, I, I'm trying to say with that is that I, I get that mindset because there have been plenty of times, you know, not just in my life, but with this specifically where I've had to go, you know, it's not going to I'm not going to wake up the next morning and there's going to be 20,000 views on something. I've just yeah. got to accept the fact that it's a natural progression of things and that some people are gifted with that. And it does happen to some people and other people are just even if their content and who they are as a person, as an entertainer is and they're great at what they do. They could go yeah. 20 years before they're recognized. Yeah. You see that with a lot of him is uh, what's her name? There's been a few actresses like that that have kind of gone to Hollywood when it comes to acting like uh, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Man. But like people like Tiffany Haddish, and you've got the woman that plays. Uh, she plays the like second main role in Empire. I forget her name. Mm. I don't I know her name. Oh, I feel like Zay said something about this, and you were like, "Oh, that's her." It's some other. Really? Eyes. Damn. Oh, oh yeah. Like she's she right. Got, she got bug eyes. Yeah. No. I don't. Uh, I, she, I don't even know if I know her name enough, well enough. If even if you said it, I'd go like, "Oh yeah, it's her." I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this her. is like a complete deja vu right now. Yeah. Wait, really? It Deja is, vu? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, the point of that is that these two women, they didn't they didn't make it in Hollywood until like their early forties. And then yeah. now Tiffany Haddish, she's in like everything. So yeah, it's yeah. what's that like sorry. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going I'm on so right sorry. now. <laughs> no, but, no, I was gonna say, like, what what's the mental what's the like the mental health battle that you face every day, knowing it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I need to get out of here because I know I freaking went through it with yeah. this. Anxiety, <laughs> trauma. Like all that PTSD, because like I, I came from a crazy childhood that I ain't gonna get into, but just like leaving that, I still have like a piece of that with me everywhere I go, and so like that's more or less why I still do music. Aside from the fact that music was part of my family, I still do music as therapy as well, and that's why I try to like speak on stuff that like I live every day and, and witness, not just my memories, and put it out there. Hopefully, you know, other people that's going through that can relate to it as well, and. I try to tell people this all the time because a lot of my music gets like misinterpreted and I have to break down my music and help people understand like, okay, this is why I say this in this song and this is why, you know, certain stuff over here is like this. And then, you know, I just kind of like, I try to do it with everything I do, not just music. Cause like I was the president 
recently of a performance arts club at Santa Fe, but at the same time, the, the club was also a social club to where like, even if you didn't have talents or anything, you could come chill with us like in between classes. Yeah, and just like, you know. yeah, 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 it's stress reliever and stuff, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Always respected that actually, like, because you started that, didn't you? Or I was around when it was founded. Um, okay. Nehemiah Nash, he was the, the founder of the club and then he passed it down. Um, me and Dion Durr in like 2014 or 15. Yeah. And then I took it over last semester. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really, uh, I admire that. So the, I mean, all that stuff that you face, that you, mm. that you deal with, you know, so you use it as fuel is what I'm kind of hearing. Fuel and therapy for other people. Cause what I've noticed, like within our generation and a younger generation, um, there's either two lanes, there's, you know, lane a where it's kind of the cool thing to throw yourself in that stigma of being like you know mentally depressed or ill they think it's cool you know all these scene kids and golf kids mm, yeah and they're doing it for attention you know not because they actually are dealing with this stuff these people are good you know they go home they got like you know mommy and daddy and they're getting you know everything and then there's the actual people that have this stuff and then you wouldn't even know that they suffer from it because like you know they don't want to talk about it because they feel a lot of people are not going to relate or people are gonna hit them with like a, you know, abusive answer like, "Oh, get over it, man. Everybody goes through something." Like, you know, yeah. I wonder, is it because that we see that we're so? I feel like as a as a race, mm. as a human race, you know, that we're so desensitized to it, or we find it as like, "Oh, this edgy, the edgy kid at the school, right?" Mm. You know, and we find it, we find it to be not cool, but or cool in, in the case, you know, just to be like handing the hand in the pocket, you know, hoodie up, headphones blaring, mm. you know, like that's like the the stereotypical depressed kid. But because we find that so cool, does that really hurt the people who actually go through that? You know, I would say yes. Be, yeah. Because like the people that don't understand it and don't come from that, they're just viewing it as the entertainment, whether they saw that from a rapper or saw it from like a, mm. a role that was played in a movie. They think that, oh, yeah, that's the long wolf. That's cool. Like. That's probably why a dude over here is doing that, not knowing the dude over here is actually living that shit. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah like that whole man. Uh, I don't know. It's like that. Like everyone, everyone wants to overcome a difficulty in life, yeah. and rise from that and be triumphant. But no one wants to actually live through it. Preach. Yeah, exactly. Um, what it yeah, is. I was about to like, say that. That's that's why it's so enticing and so cool. That's yeah. why in the mm. movies, there's always. You know, in, in kids' movies, there's always the kid that, you know, he's an orphan or whatever, and you know, to foster homes or something like that. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm thinking but of we Shazam make, for we something. We make that, like, but as like, yeah. entertainment. Like, yeah, exactly. You and know, so, but it's real. And so, like, it's 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 really uplifting. Like, he overcomes the difficulty. He finds, you know, purpose and everything. But everyone everyone's like, yeah, I want that to be mean. But no one wants to live through that. Yeah. Not, yeah. A lot of people's lives are very boring, and when it's boring, they wish that they had something more fascinating. Even if it's not a story of something that's going to lift people up, it could yeah. be a story of oppression, or it could be a story of depression that's going to make them feel like they're special in this world of very bland people, if that mm. makes sense. And I feel like that's where that comes from. The the I wanted to bring something up, man, and I mean this. We can cut this out if you're not comfortable with this. As a black man, mm. hip-hop specifically, recently... Mm. as like the 2000s and carrying on forward with that hip-hop has been the reason that with back in the black community and with four black men mm. that hip-hop's been the reason that more 
and you see more and more people in that community and of that ethnicity coming out and talking about these issues, what they couldn't talk about before mm. because it had a negative stigma on it yeah. and where you couldn't. I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but at least that's what I've seen as an outsider. Wait, say that again? That in the black community, you know, before hip hop came along and these artists started talking about the fact that they would have mental health issues, they would talk about the trials in their lives, that that was kind of like a negative stigma if you as a black man were to go, I'm depressed, I've got these woes. But it'd be one thing if you were talking about one category. Yeah. But if you were talking about the fact, you know, I suffer from this, these are the things that I, you know, deal with, or even just as a man, if you were to talk about the fact that you were sexually assaulted, people laugh if people laugh at that, yeah. you know, and I don't know if I'm wrong on that, but at least that's what I've seen is that hip hop has played an integral role in more and more in the community, people coming out and saying, you know, I, I, we deal with these issues too. This is not something to be laughed at or to be something to be cast aside, you know, if that makes sense. Mm. I was going to say, it, it's kind of taking a 180 or a Three, 180, yep. 180. Somewhere at 180, that's the one. 420? No, it's definitely... 360? <laughs> but it's definitely taking a 180, I feel like. I mean, you look at... Oh, man, what's the... what's the, That song called Kurt Cobain by... Yeah. Kurt Cobain? By... No, 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 by... Oh, uh, You know what I'm talking Denzel about? Denzel Curry. De- yep, Denzel, that's yeah. the one. Or freaking... Just a bunch. Just a bunch of people. Like, just a bunch of musicians. Well, we've actually had a disagreement on this, and I, I, I don't want to get into it again. But we did. say what you'll see. Say what you want about his music mm. logic, but he is one of the very few people out there that has a big name in hip hop. Where his most recent album, the one before that, mainly focused only on his mental health and what he was dealing with the fact that he was shit on online because of his right. race and his ethnicity and how he was rep- represented in the hip hop community. So again, there it's like you said. You know, even though we may, even though. But my point of saying that is that when people do this, they're usually labeled corny. They're usually labeled. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like, and I feel like a lot of his music, if you go down the deep, the root of it, I'm sure it is corny. But <laughs> yeah. there are some songs in there that hold some light of truth to them. Mm. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't disagree with you on that. I do think logic can be corny, <laughs> but like, I think every rapper can be corny. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah. What if, I don't know what you think. No, no, I, t- I totally uh, agree on that, man. Like, no artist is going to put out, like, a million songs and you're going to, like, like every single song. You don't think I, something's I corny eventually. And in regards to, like, music and the topic of mental health, like, I feel like it's kind of a limbo thing that's going back and forth because, like, early 90s to, like, early 2000s, it was more or less the era where, you know, like it was kind of cool to be the tough guy. There was the gangster rap. There was the drug dealing music. Then after that, it transitioned and Drake kind of opened the door to artists venting, which is why he got shitted on a lot for, you know, being like, oh, the heartbreak rapper or the light skin rapper. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. because he made it cool to vent. And then that's kind of like when the wave shifted during his era in the Soldier Boy area, era and Everybody after that went from being like the supplier, you know, the the hard guy to like, now I'm the user, you know, like I'm depressed, I'm on drugs and I want to vent. And so like, I I feel like, yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that's kind of like what opened the door to let like all these weird artists out now. Cause you know, like now in 2019, like it's the norm to be weird. Like, yeah. Tyler, the creator, his new album, his new album was nothing. All it was about was intimacy and jealousy and Mm. heartbreak. And for that to come out of somebody like Tyler, the creator, when you listen to his earlier music, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you listen, it's, it's been one of the most well-received albums all of 2019. So it, it's true. That holds a lot of truth. People yeah. know, man. People know, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, people know. I'm sorry. I should be more specific. People know about the different trends and the waves that mm. kind of happen. 
What What do you think the next wave will be? The next trend? This is a question for all of you. Next wave, know. man. Maybe I, not you. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe not you, but for the both of you, I guess. Uh, as, as, as political. As political. Political? Because the more and more the politics keep taking over social media and what's going on right now, you see people announcing. Like, Taylor Swift has nothing to do with the hip-hop community. Mm. But, as an example, Taylor Swift said for her next album, people ask her, you know, what's it going to be about? Everything like that. And if she's a big name, so she announced that it's going to be a political album. And you had half the people that were like, oh my god, best thing ever. Then you had the other half, they were like, well, that's nothing new. But, you know, it's, you know what I mean? It's like mm. everybody's talking about politics. So I feel like the last thing that hasn't been invaded by that yet is music. And you're going to see that, I think, in the next couple of years is just poli- political music everywhere. You saw it in, uh, you see it in things like uh, Justin Timberlake's uh, Supply song. You see mm. it in multiple other artists that talk about it. Beyonce. See it in Netflix. Yeah. Who? Netflix. Oh, yeah. Netflix. <laughs> everywhere, dude. Everywhere. There's that one show that just came out. What about you? What do you think? Honestly, I, I see it going there. Like, I was going to name something different until I realized, like, it's kind of tied into what he was talking about. Like, yeah, what were you going to name, though? Honestly, I don't even know, like, what style of music I would, like, throw that name to be. But, like, if I could give a sonic example, I feel like uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Oh. I feel like he was, like, ahead of his time when he dropped that because, like, with this whole shit with Trump, no matter, like, if you're a Trump supporter or not, don't nobody know, like, what's going to happen in the next election. And, like, America is already kind of fucked up right now because, like, women want more rights now. You know, like, uh, transgender people and the LGBT, I'm not even sure how many letters is in it now. They want more rights now. And just, like, it's kind of like a reverse back into, like, the whole civil rights era because, you know, like, it was blacks then. Now it's women and now it's, like, you know, like, gay people. And And I feel like more music like that is going to come out. Social awareness music. I guess. I guess. If, if oh, I could okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's actually a better way to that put makes it. Sense. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. Social awareness music. That was. That was good. Right there. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of people? I. I can't. Can't remember for the life of me where I heard this from. It was a podcast I was watching where it was a musical artist who was talking mm-hmm. about the well, not a musical artist. God or who or was it? It was a. It was a. Podcast. Famous black comedian. I. I just can't remember his name. And he was talking about the fact of what you just said, where you see kind of the pendulum swing from being about civil rights issues to now being about social awareness and everything going like that. Do you feel like, what's the right way to put it? Do you feel like it shouldn't move on, that there are still things that need to be focused on in civil rights before things can swing to something that some would say isn't crucial or isn't as like important? To be honest with you, to answer that the best way I can, I don't think any of this shit is going to get, like, ever resolved, man. Like, there's people that still, like... We're on the same page. This is going over their heads, thinking that, you know, like, civil rights movement and slavery was, like... They think it's, like, a thousand years ago when it was, like, what, 50, 60 years ago. Like, that's still relevant as shit. And they're telling people of color to, oh, man, get over it. It's not still, like, going on today, which, which is bullshit, because, like, here I am, you know, at the time, I was 13, living in Alabama, experienced, like, racism right there, like on my way to get ice cream from ice cream shop. So it's still going on, but. Well, slavery or racism? Both. Yeah, cause like you, you kind of like mixed it up. Yeah, cause I, I mean just, like. I just want to be. I uh, mean, you kind of got to mix it up, man. Cause like there's so much stuff that goes on under the radar around the world and even like right here in the United States. You know, like there's a lot of uh, sex trafficking. If we want to oh, go yeah, into yeah. slavery, oh, yeah. that's slavery yeah. right there. Oh yeah, and yeah, definitely. A lot of racism, you know, like even even prejudiceness against, you know, like the LGBT community and like, it's never gonna get resolved. It's just like every few years it's gonna flop to something else. 
something else, whatever is the next big, you know, case. And like, I feel like it's going to do that whole rotation now because social media is a thing. Anybody can have a voice. You don't got to be famous. You know, like you can go up the street, go to Walmart and get an altercation with a cashier. Long as you got to record it, that damn video may reach up the Supreme Court. Boom. Now you got a case on your hand. This is going to be the next trend in everybody's music. This is going to be the next trend for movies. So it's just what's going to get popular next. I was going to say, it's a very self-aware way to look at it. Even Avengers Endgame, they had like their first um, gay, not character, but like Open, openly, openly gay, openly gay like mention. Yeah, yeah, character, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But not even a character. And it ended up being the director. Joe Russo, or it was Joe. One of the one of the brothers, yeah. It was, yeah, it was one of the brothers, but uh, he ended up playing a character where they were talking about the, they're in the support group that Captain America had, and he ended up he was like, yeah, I went on a date last night. He was great, or something like that. And I was like, oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, huh? I didn't even catch that when I watched See, it. <laughs> that's a, okay, um, how do I say this without taking sides? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, okay, no, but like, okay, for me personally, like I. I love everybody. I don't support it. Sorry. Oh no. You know, whatever. But um, where was I going with that? It's all right. Dang, I really forgot. <laughs> the, the way, way you, you looked, looked at me kind of like scared me a little bit. Like I was like, oh no. I just I knew exactly where you're going. Yeah. And it's it, to me that's hilarious that you can't. That oh, that's, that's what I was going. I'm so sorry. Okay, I got to yeah, yeah, interrupt you. It's become so integrated into our into today's like entertainment and. Whether it's music, whether it's movies, whether it's uh, a TV show or something, or something that somebody's speaking about, you know, it's just become so integrated that it's becoming normal. Yeah. When it's not, like, you know, it wasn't, I mean, okay, it was a thing, but like it wasn't normal to 20 be years ago. Like, yeah, yeah, it nah, wasn't, it wasn't very show. public. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it was, look, it was frowned upon. And then all of a sudden, we're getting into things that are very, very controversial. Everybody, hey. I would, I would say this. I don't think, I don't think, at least in entertainment and in media, mm. I, I, I would say this, and we're all free to here to disagree. I would say that issues of being gay, issue, issues that black community still faces today, mm. those are more prevalent in entertainment and media. If you were to turn on any TV show that has a network with ABC or anything like that, they're putting, they're putting black people in roles, they're putting gay people in roles, they're putting all of these political... You can't, you can't watch... Will Smith as the genie. You can't watch mainstream roles on television today or movies and not see that be represented. Right. So what I feel is happening is that it may be being... It, may, it might be addressed within entertainment that people see, but the real things that matter... The things that we're talking about, the things that go on behind mm. that, politics, the thing that affects actual communities. They don't give a shit about seeing I and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they give a shit about seeing a black man as a main role. They care about a real human being and being able to afford food. Does that make sense? If they're like I, I know that people care mm. I'm saying I know that people care about representation, but how much does representation matter if the actual issues aren't being fixed? Mm. I get you. Does that, I, I, I hear that. that. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I hear that. Like, and I'm not how saying. How much? Say that again. How much does representation matter if the actual if the issues, actual aren't, being issues fixed? aren't getting fixed? You can have hey. hundreds of shows where all the characters are openly 
gay, bisexual, mm. like uh, LGBT, anything that could be considered socially you know, aware, or yeah, or socially aware characters. You can have, but if that if that isn't doing anything other than raising awareness, there's all that thing mm. about. There's this whole thing. We well, it's to raise awareness. Everyone's aware of it. I could, I, I, I guarantee you, everyone's aware of it. Me personally, but I could give it's, two, it's the big yeah. wigs that don't want to acknowledge it. The people in power that, you know, the wealthy families that have been in power for three generations at this point, they don't want to acknowledge anything that's going on with the lower class people, right. the, you know, in, in these areas and the LGBT and, you know, the all these communities and everything. They don't want to acknowledge that because that would mean they would take responsibility for their past actions and they can't do that. But we're seeing it now where thanks to social media, people are getting called out for stuff. People are people are getting called out for um, you know, uh, uh, using their pow- power and position to coerce young women into stardom, basically saying, if you do this, I'll, g- I'll make you big and whatever. And thankfully that stuff is coming out and everything thanks to social media. But unless we do something about it, we can get all the representation that we want. It's not going to do anything for the actual issues, for the happens. actual issues, right. except, except- Raise awareness. Well, what I what I, I think the best way I can put it is that as a Hispanic man, my heritage being Puerto Rico, I could give two shits if you put a Puerto Rican man as a main role in a TV show. What's actually happening in Puerto Rico right now? Who hasn't received aid since the hurricane? Right. That's what I care about. I could care less about somebody being a main role who's Puerto Rican on a TV show. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like that's happening universally is that there's a quieted majority of people behind that that you have people freaking out because, oh, thank God we finally have representation and entertainment. But then you have the other people that are like, none of this matters. And, Nothing's actually being fixed. I'm, I'm right. not saying that that doesn't do anything. Raising awareness obviously raises awareness for people that can and want to do stuff, to actually do stuff. It, it does help, but it's not the end all be all to all these issues and everything. Raising awareness can only go so it's far. It's like it's like if you if you're if you have to talk about business for a second. If you have too much marketing for a product that like if you're marketing a product that you don't have enough of, it's kind of like the same thing. Like right. you're doing you're spending all your money in marketing and spending all your money in advertisements and blah blah blah. But when somebody looks at the actual product, product. the product shit, you know? Yeah. It's like um Cut knives or something. Ah, let me stop. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess the main thing that should be said here is, like, even with all this displayed in entertainment and whatnot, what can be done, you know, like, while they're displaying all this stuff? I think the better question is, what are you planning to do? What am I planning to do? Through your music. Let people know that they're a part of something, man. Like, honestly, aside from the whole trend, I was doing this anyways, but, like, from what I see nowadays with the younger generation leading up to like the people that's my age, everybody just wants to be a part of something. You know what I mean? Like, and, and now with everybody like so stuck in technology and in their phones, it's hard to actually be self-aware and communicate, which is why I made a song called mm. Communicate. Cause I'm just like, I was about to say, mm. I disagree with that because I think the new way of communication mm. is through the phones. I feel that, but try this for a second. Say you're communicating with somebody for a whole month, none of it is face-to-face, strictly through text, and then, like, you guys finally get face-to-face, or maybe not even on purpose face-to-face, like, say you're both in a store getting whatever you need, and you pass each other. You know that's the same person you've been talking to on Facebook for, like, a month, but you don't even care to acknowledge that person face-to-face. You wait till you're at home 30 minutes later, oh, hey, did I see you in Walmart? You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like people don't know how to communicate now. Because they rely on their phone to communicate. So they don't know how to communicate face to face. Yeah. 
but they so they that's what FaceTime is I'm for. I'm just saying. I, I, feel, I, just, I feel what you're saying because to me. I feel, yeah, I feel the same. No, 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 no. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, you're good, man. I'm not taking sides here. Take it easy. I didn't mean to side. No, no, no. I will say, mm. as someone who grew up, grew up socially stunted, I didn't know how to interact with kids my own age and mm. didn't know how to get friends. Um, and that has made an impact on my life to this day. Right. Technology has not helped that. Mm. especially when friends that I have known for a while that have moved away, especially because I can keep in touch with them right. and still get that social interaction through them when they're, you know, a couple States away or whatever. And like, I don't yeah. need that many friends be- and I don't need to make new friends or whatever like that. Yeah. I, 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 I can, I can see the, mm. I can see the weight of that. Yeah. You, you can't stop the future. I'll say that. Mm. That being said, in my opinion, you'll never be able to replace genuine human face-to-face contact right? ever. Because to me, once you lose that, you lose, and I'm not trying to get dramatic, I'm being serious with this, you lose humanity. You yeah. lose what makes people people. Oh, yeah. My thought, uh, I feel like there could be a lot of misinterpretation with, like, social media and then, like, bringing that to, like, face-to-face interaction as well if the people don't know each other. Because, like, the thing with social media people only know what we allow them to see on social media. You could be whoever you want to be, but then like you see these people in person, it's like a whole different entity. You know what I mean? Like you actually get to see who they are actually. So that, that was my final thought on that. So, yeah. With that being said, human contact, yeah. where can people, where can people, <laughs> Oh, there. talk about talk. Wow. This is a lot more difficult than you let on. Man, you should really get a mic, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this. They uh, can. They can. Oh, Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This is a long... Yeah, no. Keep it, keep it down there, buddy. Okay. Talking about that with Human Contact, where can people see you live? Uh, they can see me live anywhere around Gainesville when there's like a bigger event because usually it's the bigger events that want to mess with me. Other than that, find me on social media at I am Azazus. That's A-Z-A-Z-U-S. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Seriously, we appreciate it. Um, went, we went off in some directions that I didn't know we'd go, but I'm happy that we did, man. Thank yeah, you for coming wow. on. Yeah. That's awesome.